Welcome to Verbal Diary, the podcast, with your hosts, Cy Joplin and James Norton. Strap yourself in for the rants and bants. I'm recording. Are you recording? I'm recording. So I just want to, before, before we begin, okay. I just want to tell you that um, getting to record this episode has been a right pain in the ass. How come? Fucking tech. Oh, what? Just configuration setup. Yeah. I agree. But mine just worked for once. I'm okay. Yeah, well, what happened yeah, to you? you can smug look. You can have the smug face. For once. Yay. For once. Uh, I, I just, I've just had an endless nightmare of tragedies when it comes to tech for the last sort of 10 minutes or so. I mean, we're talking Apple to Apple technology. This shit it wouldn't... that should just work, right? Shit that should just work. I, yeah. I couldn't have put it better myself. Um, Emphasis on the first doesn't. word. Indeed. Anyway. But are we working um, now? Are we okay? I, I, I can hear you in my ears. Can you hear me in your ears? I can hear you in my ears. I can even see the well, top hope, of your head as you lean back. I hope uh, I hope all of our listener can hear us clearly as well. They only half listen, so I don't think qualifies as a full listener yet. Oh, okay. <sighs> I think we might need to find a new listener. I think we do. Now we're on Spotify, we should be getting a few more listeners. Well, if you're a listener to the podcast, we would love to just know that you listen. So if you could just send uh, Simon a Twitter message, direct message, or, or, or just at him, at Cy, and just with, like, maybe a little headphone icon, or, when I say icon, I meant emoji. Or a thumbs down emoji, will do. Or some, some general sort of comment that will help him to understand that, yes, I've listened to Verbal Diary. Mm-hmm. And then if you could put the number after that piece of iconography, or emoji, or whatever the kids are using these days, um, which says how many episodes you've listened to. Now, numbers ranging from zero to apparently 11, or is it 12, are acceptable. This because this is be the other thing. Episode 12. Yeah. How? If you oh, look through our history, we, got... we, have 12, we, have, we will have 12 episodes this one goes out. This will be our 12. Mm-hmm. Even though I've only got eight on my computer. Or nine, maybe. I think we lost some in the archives. That's what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, I, I can't find anything missing or anything. But um, anyway, it's, it, it's all very strange. The episode list goes episode zero. Yes, we have an episode zero. Uh, up to episode seven, and then 10, 11, and now 12. Everything in life has confused me this week. How's your week been? Probably equally confusing. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's been a bit of a mixed week, to be honest. Uh, what's been going on? Uh, tech-wise, oh, I had a challenge with my internet again. <laughs> I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I realised that we had to send the boxes back to TalkTalk. Talk. So the TV box had to go back, and the router, that was apparently a little bit better than the Sky one. Um, so I was back to, how do I get on-demand TV in our living room without the box? But I popped into one of our local CEX shops. I picked up an Apple, uh, no, a Now TV, uh, 4K, 
think it's the third generation. Um, I think it works like a dream. It's etherneted in, so there's no latency problems. Um, how, how much did you pay? How much did you pay? £22. Okay. It's an absolute did you sort story. out? Did you sort out your slow internet? Um, I've been doing speed tests around the house to try and work out what's going on. And ever since that call, it's not been that bad, even in the same location at a similar time. So I feel mm. it may have been a client problem, client side problem at a time. I think mm. next time we try it, I will, we'll, we'll see. We'll do a trial run first. But yeah, the internet seems to be okay. The TV is now working, which I'm happy about. Um, so yeah, not a bad week to be fair. What about you? It's been uneventful. Um, do you know? I don't even know what's happened in the last week. I've been in some sort of days. Um, what have I done for the last week? Absolutely nothing. By the looks of my calendar, nothing useful anyway. So it's been a standard week. Um, Indeed. I don't really have anything to report on. I've had nothing but tech problems today. I've had no tech problems the rest of the week. Verbal Diary with Sign James. Should we get on with our first segment, which is the a segment? Indeed. It's time for ba, 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 Article of the Week. And this week, it is your turn. Brilliant. So I offered to send you this article. Uh, in advance of the podcast and then the nicest possible way you basically said no don't bother (laughs) to be fair you gave me about two hours notice and I had plenty to do beforehand first of all I gave you about two hours and five minutes notice okay fair point Um, anyway I'm putting a link to the article in our super secret chat channel which isn't really that secret it's secret to us indeed um if you'd like to join our super secret chat channel, just at Sai on Twitter, um, and uh, and we'll consider it. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to get people to spam your Twitter account so that you have to use Twitter on your phone. Emergencies. Uh, now that you've got Jomo. Yes. Emergency only, Twitter. Only for emergency tweets. If you've got any emergencies going on out there while you're listening to this, first of all, why are you listening to this? And second of all, tweet to Simon at Sai. Um, prefix your tweet with hashtag emergency all caps and Simon will get straight back to you that'd be amazing if I actually get one I'd be very happy so that's three shout outs for your Twitter account if you don't get at least one tweet this week I'm going to be very disappointed in all of our listeners um, so I've sent you the, the article have you opened it? I've opened it yes so this is an article posted on Medium. A lot of the articles of the week will be posted on Medium. And this particular one is all about um, talking about the dif- that there's a difference uh, at work between your job and your, your company or your office's culture. Draws at, it pulls at cultural strings, this, this article, a little bit. And I guess the, um, to summarise, the crux of what I took away from this is that um, if you're not enjoying the culture of your company and the office that you work within, then you're not going to be the most effective employee you could possibly be. In fact, you're just not going to enjoy yourself that much. Um, even though you might really like your job, you might really enjoy it, but you might not be well aligned with your company culture. And this article got me thinking, and it's well worth reading it through. Um, because it, the, the, as the article says very clearly, this isn't about saying that the culture of your company is bad. 
It's about saying it doesn't necessarily suit you. So we both work for a company with a pretty um, open, outgoing culture, pretty young culture, a lot of loud, brash, interesting and exciting people. And that's great. But not everyone is like that. And what if you're more of an introvert? And you really don't want to go to the pub after work and things like that. It, it can be a more challenging place to work. You're not brilliantly aligned with the culture of the company, but you might absolutely love your job. What to do in that situation? And, and one of the questions asked by this article is, is it, when is it time to leave? Interesting. Very interesting. I do find myself in this dilemma at times. I think there's multiple elements to this. So as a company culture, you, you can't force that into place. It comes naturally, right? Um, and I think by the nature of what our business do, it's going to be a very young, dynamic, I hate that word, young company um, with a young mindset. Um, that said, I'm not. I'm, I'm ageing. I'm probably 10 years on top of the average age in the company. Uh, I think you're not far off as well. Um, the typical demo. I'm older than you, mate. Yeah, there's not much in it, though. Is it? Let's, just, let's just say we are older than the target generation. Um, mm-hmm. The target generation don't have children, generally. Uh, we do. Um, a lot of them will be partnered up, but we're married up, let's say, and settled. Um, so it's instantly going to be a bit of a dynamic challenge. And I, I have found, so within the team that I work with, they are mostly in their 20s. Um, Thursday night, Friday night pub. I'm as tempted as I want to go with them. I just cannot. I do not have that luxury and capacity to do that. So I do find myself just saying, you know the drill, guys. Go on and enjoy yourself. I will catch up with you next week. Um, and it's it's quite annoying in a sense because I I like to be part of what we do. Um, but they they understand. They understand. I'm a dad. I've got commitments. I need to get home. I don't even live locally, so it's going to be an extra challenge just to go for a cheeky pint after work. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, going back to the cultural thing, I think there, there are certain, most of it where you are aligned, but when it comes to some of the society side of it, I think it is a bit different and it's just trying to find those common areas. I, I, when I work with people, I like to get to know them quite well as well. I don't want, I don't want to see them just as another person, another entity in the team or a resource is worded. I like to understand people a bit more and get to know them socially as well as, you know, personally. So I'll, I'll create opportunities for that to happen instead. Um, it might be a, a lunch rather than an after-work drink. It might be a, 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 a random coffee, you know. Just I've had a bit of downtime between our working day. Let's go grab a coffee, have a chat, yeah. see how we're getting on. And that, that's the sort of culture that I like. But we, we are very lucky that our company support that mindset as well. You know, they're not time, but they're not watching us tick out our time box hours. They're not forcing certain rules around us. They just put some guidelines around flexible working that makes it feel a bit more people friendly. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think that's um, that's true. What, what what you're saying, but the I think I think the, the thing that that that, that I um, feel about all of that is that uh, I'm not aligned with the culture of the company I work at. Mm. I was, but I'm not now, today. What, what and things like flexible... Now, well, I could come on to that in a second, okay. but, but things like flexible working or when you have guidelines and stuff, 
the guidelines are irrelevant. It's only the implementation that counts. And I would say the implementation leaves a little bit to be desired. So, um, you know, I'm not sure that that, I'm not sure how much that adds today. But the, um, I'm not culturally aligned because the way that people work, the way that the company wants people to interact, the social aspects, even just the way the office is laid out, no longer really fits with how I want it to be. Um, the types of roles that are on offer, the way that work is distributed, all of these things, I don't feel culturally aligned with the company because culture is not really about the social aspect, to be honest. It's much more about um, how the company works, how the company operates, how the company gets the best from its employees. But yeah, I actually really love this company and um, I do, on the whole, really enjoy my job. So um, it is a dilemma that I've been considering because I'm not culturally aligned. And I guess a straightforward question that, that comes into my head is what's more important for the company, not for me as an individual, for the company, what's more important? Is it more important to have people who are culturally, culturally aligned to, to the company or is it more important to have people who have all the skills that you need? I think it's a mix, unfortunately. I think you should be able to align yourself with what the, what the company wants from you. Maybe not even fully, just at least the majority rather than the minority. Um, but to get the best out of people, you want them to be happy in what they do as well. You need, you need, I want people to want to do these things. Um, and that, I think that comes out of being a, a delivery manager or engineering manager, however you want to phrase it. I, Part of my responsibility is to get the best out of the people that that report to me. Um, and if I'm making them do stuff they don't want to do, then I'm not going to get the best out of them. Just outright. We know this from anyone that works with engineers. For me personally, um, I do find it quite a challenge because there's a lot of discussion around what the, the core responsibilities are for people in my position. Um, and we're trying to evolve it and confirm it over the next, you know, the next time very much take the next quarter or something like that. So I am finding that culturally I kind of fit, but I'm not entirely sure if what I'm fitting is correct. <laughs> Did you get me? Mm. You know, they, they, they've defined the role as being like a, let's say a hexagon. And I feel like I'm a pentagon at the moment. I'm mostly there, but it doesn't just sit in it yet. Um, so visual metaphor. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't know. I, I know where you're coming from. You know, you've got your own principle that you like to work towards. You, you culturally know what you're looking for. And to find a company that fits your need is very difficult anyway. You know, it's, you, you've generally got good intentions with your principles and your cultural fit. But there are going to be areas where you just can't tessellate quite, quite right. I feel like you should go for the majority rather than the all out. Um, that said, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. Go on. I think the cultural fit is more important than anything. I think if if everyone's aligned to the same culture, you're going to move in the same way, in the same direction, at the same sort of time. Um, tech, all technical skills, all what we might call competence, can be taught. So with your te- literal technical skills, like maybe your coder, or if you've got technical skills, like in your role, for instance, you know, doing Gantt charts and making six monthly predictions and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, all, all, the, all the classic waterfall approaches. Um, or if it's how you'd like your role to be, whether you're, you know, running retros and doing lots of fluffy stuff, that can all be taught. Um, 
Uh, Simon's just very unhappy with me right now. Um, and um, no, but in all seriousness, you know, th those things can be taught. You didn't know how to run an effective retro two years ago. Today you no. do. So at least I hope you do. So, um, so you know, these, these things can be, can be taught. But, you know, if you just don't want to work, if you don't like working the way your company works, if it doesn't align with the way you think, you can't, you know, blend in with the team in an effective way. I think that's far more of an issue myself. So I wouldn't necessarily go, I, I would rather go for 100% cultural fit and 50% fit on the, on, the, on the actual work. Do you need to be 100% though? I, I feel like if you're in the 80, 90 bracket, you're okay. You're not going to be perfect. You're working with engineers. Okay. These people that's are fair. not <laughs> traditionally easy to work with anyway. You know, there's going to be elements of those personalities that are difficult to find a level with. But as long as you've got that general rule, I work in a team. I'm very lucky that everyone gets on really well to the extent that they take the piss out of each other quite a lot as well. And in jest, it's not like a nasty thing. So, you know, we do get feedback saying, oh, your team's really strong. They really gelled together quite well. And we know what we've got to do together. I mean, they're all perfect. Though. There's always these little challenges where they don't align. And I feel like that's the bit where you yeah. go. Yeah. As me, as someone who's trying to find areas of improvement, I can identify that stuff, have that blunt discussion with them, and then work out together how we address that, or individually if we have to as well. Yeah. So. No, I, I mean, I guess you're right. It 100% is maybe a bit ridiculous, but you know, a 90% cultural fit. You yeah. know, where pretty much everything aligns. Where the stuff that's really important to me is there. That I'd much rather have that than working on the exact work that I want to do. So there, there is, you know, I, I have an idea of the exact work that I would like to be doing today. Um, I have an idea of the type of culture I'd like to work in. And I, I would be, if I was looking at another company, I'd be very much judging them on the cultural side, not necessarily the work. Yeah. Um, because the work will be fun and interesting and actually, relatively speaking, easy to execute if you're culturally aligned. That's my point. Okay. Fair. I think another just element to this as well is from a recruitment perspective. If you're looking for people to fit your team or your company, you can you can easily tick the boxes technically, but there's a massive element of culture and persona that's important here. Um, and when I was when I started working in this company five years ago, six years ago, we were in a massive recruitment drive to kind of build teams. We we started off with the blank canvas, and we were finding plenty of people with technical abilities, but when you took them on an office tour, they just didn't sit they didn't fit right so on based on that we were turning people away you know and i think it's a very brave and dangerous decision to make sometimes but it does make a difference if you're if you have people that just won't mm. fit in your team you're not going to get the best out of them the team won't get the best out of them and effectively it'll be a short-term relationship i think it'd be difficult to change those factors let's say when mm. there's no fit so I, I do, I, I take your point, it, it is important. I don't think it's the be all and end all silver bullet though to find the right fit. You just need to work your way through it. People are malleable as well. <laughs> They're not. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm willing to say that we slightly disagree on this because I, 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 think, I, I think I would play much more strongly on uh, get the people to fit and um, everything else can be taught. Yeah, okay, I'll go with that. Cultural fit is, for me, would be more important. So if we were hiring, let's say, a JavaScript developer, for example, mm -hmm. and you had a developer that had only ever worked with, um, I don't know, let's say, uh, Python, or let's say something even more out, out there from a JavaScript perspective. Uh, they might have only ever worked with, I don't know, um, give me a language here. 
I'm struggling here. I forget, forget what coding's all Come about. Come on. Um, <laughs> ES6, and let's say React, only Redux, ever... Jasmine, any of those? No, they're, they're all JavaScript things. I'm thinking something okay, on the JavaScript. So you're hiring a JavaScript developer and they've only ever worked with Erlang. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but they fit culturally. I would hire that person above someone who has got lots of JavaScript experience but clearly doesn't fit culturally. I'd agree with that. Um, yeah. You, you could, as so, long as you've got good software engineering principles, we can teach you another language quite straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I mean, I think that's a good good discussion. Maybe we'll find some more articles over the next few weeks about company culture. Let's keep our eye out. Maybe you should write one. Oh, maybe I could. Ooh. Part of my new blogging <laughs> Jomo. Otherwise, you'll just be missing out. Now, if you think that Simon would be missing out by not writing this article, just, just tweet him at Cy. Hashtag emergency. <laughs> you are hammering it out this, this week. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I think we should move on. Let's move on. Verbal Diary with Cy and James. So, um, second segment of the format is Picture of the Week. There we go. Another jingle. Nailed it. (laughs) This week is my turn. Um, I've got to be honest. I've not taken a huge amount of photos this week. But there is one. You've had two weeks, weeks, mate. Two weeks. Yes, that's true. there was one I took that I thought would definitely grab your attention uh, and mm-hmm. call the discussion. So I'll send you a link. Uh, this is on Instagram, so you may have already seen this. I haven't done much Instagram the last two weeks. That's fine. I don't. I won't judge. Uh, I just sent it to our private message group. <laughs> Thanks. Should, should be gone through now. So, have you got it? No. Okay, give it a chance. I w- just, just to be clear, I'm not, I'm not at home, so I haven't got good bandwidth. Oh. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll start describing the image. Um, so, yeah, basically, um, this is a Christmas present. So, it's a little bit late from a time frame, but I only took the photo last week. Um, and for Christmas, my wife knows me so well. It's, it's just scary. So she got me an Apple Watch. That was the, the, obviously the big gift of the year. Um, loved it. Had a few problems with it, but it's, it's, it's been a massive improvement. One of the other presents she got me. So hold on, which Apple Watch did she get? She got me the Series 3. So it's okay. not the completely up to date, but it's such an improvement on the Series 1. It's brilliant. brilliant. Um, we're going on a bit of a tangent here, but... Yeah, I've had problems. I've had to send it back to Apple Care to get fixed. Mm. Um, I'm back on my Series 1 at the moment just to be connected. Mm. Anyway, this picture, I think it says a lot about me. It's the fact it's a peacock image, but with Sharpies in the tail of the peacock's feathers. I um, did see this one, yeah. Yes. So it's a massive... I knew, I knew this was going to be yours. <laughs> we know each other too well as well. Um, it says a lot about me. The fact that my wife knows that I love a Sharpie. And it comes out of my job a little bit as well. The fact that every meeting I generally go to requires a Sharpie or a Post-it or both. Um, it's got all the colours of the rainbow in there, nearly. Um, so there's 28 colours. It's not <laughs> nowhere near enough, but it's close enough. Um, 
And I brought this to work. And the first thing that most people did goes, oh my God, that's amazing. Secondly, they open it and they notice one of the pens is missing, <laughs> which Ooh. is somewhere in my daughter's bedroom under all the dolls. Uh. So you can guess which color that might be as well. I'm being pink? stereotypical here, pink. Um, she's pink. definitely a pink girl at the moment. <laughs> and the next thing that normally happens is they, someone says it's in the wrong order and they spend the next five minutes rearranging the pens into the correct order in their mind. Should it be thickness first? Should it be colour first? Does it go around the rainbow? Do we oh, group? Thickness first? Yeah, there's two different sizes on this. You've got the either hyper thin, the five very thin, Ooh. or the medium thinness, so it's a bit more thicker. Um, yeah. Ooh. I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful gift. I loved it for the fact that oh, I've got a load of new Sharpies. And I can put them to good use, but also the fact there's a discussion point. And I thought it would be wonderful to share this image as part of this week's feature. And there's, there's actually a comment on there from one of our colleagues who says, can tell what you do for a living now, crying face. Is there? Let's have a look there. So, ah, um, yes. So I, I love well, this I, image just for the fact of what it means <laughs> to me. It's not the be most best composition. It's not really a fascinating image. But it, it, it just means something to me, which is why I shoved it on Instagram. Right. Okay. Uh, I don't know how to feel about this image. Uh, I, I, it's, an, it, it's, it's, it's a lovely gift. And if I was thinking of buying a gift for you, and I always am, to be honest, um, this, this would be top of my list. Anything to do with <laughs> Sharpies or, or any sort of anything that supports your need for apparent agility um but I, I there are some things about the actual photo that bother me go on it, did you is that is that picture the whole of the box or is it cropped it's slightly cropped and i'm realizing now that it's not a very good crop <laughs> yeah and you see that bothers me okay so i kind of feel like you should redo this picture um and, and crop it correctly, but no, I, I this is this is this is a good picture to read. This is exactly what this is about. It's meaningful to you in some sort of way. It is to in um, to some extent, yes. I And can I, I borrow a Sharpie, please? As long as you bring it back. <laughs> That's the worst though with Sharpies. People borrow and then forget to return. Or they borrow, let it run out really and borrowing. then give it back. You're thinking now you just used it and I can't even use it anymore. Throw it they're, away. They're not thinking. They're not. They're not really borrowing it. They're using. They're, they're wanting to keep it. Exactly. So the, instantly, last week when I bought it, have a sharpie. Within two hours, someone said, oh, "Can I borrow your sharpies?" And I said, "As long as they come back." Oh, they will. They didn't come straight back. I had to go and get them from. Can I ask you a question about your sharpies? Go on. You know we're not allowed to use sharpies uh, in the office anymore. I've heard the rumor. And I don't care. Well, okay. As long as you know. <laughs> have you have you know. tried the alternatives? I have. Yeah. What what comes to mind when you try those alternatives? They're not that bad. There's a certain smell that completely overwhelms. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh I see what you mean. You mean the, the, it's like you're sniffing. It's next level. Uh, I've never smelled a, a smellier pen. 
there are some smelly pens out there, but they're not that bad. But um, I just thought I'd check because I, I don't want your sharpies to be your beautiful new sharpies to be confiscated by uh, the police. I appreciate your uh, concern, um, and I will take it into consideration. But until right. they provide a less pungent pen, I will continue using my sharpies in a limited <laughs> fashion. An, an, an LPP. Yeah. <laughs> I think we found our episode title. LPP. Pungent pen. pen. <laughs> now, just just a bit of inside baseball here um, for all of our listeners. Um, we, uh, we, the last two weeks, we've completely forgotten that there needed to be an episode title. And we've decided on it about 30 seconds before going live. But, yeah. Oh, no, what, what should we call it? Um, so it's good that we're ahead of the game. And if you think you've got a good episode title, why don't you send a tweet to at Cy, hashtag emergency, and tell him what you think. <laughs> you had an agenda when you went into this one, didn't you? You knew exactly what you well, wanted to get out of it. It became an agenda. <laughs> it's evolved. <laughs> It, it, it has evolved. I'll tell you what, if you want to worry about spamming me on Twitter, you don't want to look at my at reply stream. There is so much shite in there after we through. It's ridiculous. Well, just look out for hashtag emergency. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely apply that filter. If you could. <laughs> and um, if you've got anything genuinely useful to say, all you've got to do is tweet at me at Nautils, and I'll be happy to pass your tweet on to Simon. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> well, I think that's a really nice photo. I'm, I'm, I, it's a lovely present for you. Obviously, your wife does know you very well. She does now. Um, yes. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, you borrowing the number of your Sharpies. Oh, go carry I'll on, mate. Back. I'll well, bring them back. Don't worry. Good lad. Make sure you do. I look forward to your photo next week as well. Oh, I've, I've already got a couple of great candidates. Excellent. Good work. So, do you want to do the socials? Shall we wrap up there, sir? Do the socials. I'll do the socials. So, if you want to get in contact with us, you can always contact Nautils, not me, because I'm getting all the emergency tweets. Um, yeah, at Nautils for James, at Cy for me. We have the Verbal at Verbal Diary show Twitter account as well, which we use collectively. I, I look after it. Uh, we have Facebook. And Google Plus, for anyone who bothers using that as well, we are available to listen and stream on Spotify, Apple Music, and many other podcast apps out there. And we'd love to hear from you, just to know if anyone is listening. I, I do get some figures through the Spotify admin panel. I can see there's someone listening. So do get in touch. Give us a like or a, a review or something. Just give us something to go on. At Sai, hashtag emergency. At site emergency. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that's all of it. And everything else is on the verbal diary dot show website. If you don't know where to go, it's all on there. All right, then. Let's turn it off. Are we done? We're done. We're done.